Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, July the 10th, 2023, and we are today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. As we continue our journey through the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Hope you guys are having a great summer. Um, it's been a hot one the last few uh, days. But got a little bit of break uh, Saturday with a little bit of rain here in Tampa, so that helped. That helped the uh, the dry soil and it helped the uh, cool it down a little bit. So, but it's summer. Hey, what do you expect? You know, I mean, it's summer. Summer in Florida. <laughs> well, wherever you are, I hope you're having a a, a great summer. You know, we're kind of almost at that. Well, we're basically at that midpoint of the summer as we start heading back towards uh, the new school year. And so I don't know most, uh, like our kids here start uh, mid to early August. I know um, some places wait till after Labor Day, but not here, not not here. It, uh, kids are out early. They get out um, before Memorial Day, but they also go back early. So, um, so as I said, we're on in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, you probably noticed, and my apologies are... Um, needed here my deepest apologies uh on friday i posted a pod a podcast and um, i wasn't live on friday but uh to keep us together i posted an episode covering first corinthians chapter two a pre-recorded episode from 2021 that covered uh well was supposed to be first corinthians chapter two if you were following along you were probably like this is really confusing. This is not what my Bible says. That is because I, I inserted the wrong, wrong episode. I actually ins inserted the episode for 2 Corinthians chapter 2 rather than 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, and actually, I had mislabeled it. Um, in my the library of past episodes, it was labeled as 1 Corinthians, but clearly it was not. But, um, so if you were really confused by that or got frustrated by that or turned it off or whatever, and you want to go back, I have corrected that episode. So if you go back and listen to Friday's episode again, it will be a different podcast. Uh, and it will actually include the proper episode, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. <laughs> so uh, sorry for the uh, confusion, frustration, whatever. Some of you probably figured it out, what was going on there. Uh, but um, anyway, just to let you know, I, uh, thanks to my mom, actually, who kind of, she said this, I think you got the wrong episode. So, uh, I changed that, I think on Saturday. Um, so if you listen to the podcast before Saturday, you probably heard the wrong one. Um, but anyway, so just, uh, just letting you know, um, my apologies, but today we are indeed in first Corinthians chapter three, chapter three. Yes, I am in the right book. Yep. First Corinthians chapter three, check check yep we're there all right let's do it guys let's see what the lord has to say to us today you know what we do we read we pray 
We changed the world. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. That's a word we don't use a lot, or it's actually used in a little different context in modern culture. When someone says that person is worldly, that we usually, in some sense, it's a compliment. It means they're from, they, you know, they they have a, they have they have a um, a broad experience with the world. You know, they, maybe they've traveled um, widely, or they've uh, just been in a lot of different settings, and so they're worldly. It's a way of saying sort of like they they get it, they're they're knowledgeable, um, but. Paul is not using this as a compliment, clearly. This is about spiritually. Um, your world, you still have, you're still holding a lot of the values of the world. Rather than um, having Christ change your affections and desires, uh, you, you're, you still have a lot of worldly desires and worldly affections that are present in your spirit. You're, you're, mere, you're mere infants in Christ. You think about an infant child, they have very base desires, right? I want food. I want sleep. I want comfort. <laughs> That's what I now, right? I'm cold. I'm hot. I'm sick. Whatever. Uh, and uh, and Paul's saying, I, I wanted to address you as spiritual, uh, but not. But you're still worldly. You're mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with being an infant in Christ if you're an infant in Christ. Right? There's nothing wrong with being at that stage of your spiritual development if, you're, if your walk with Jesus is relatively new. It's okay. Um, and so that's what you're supposed to feed an infant. You're supposed to give them milk, not solid food. You're, you're supposed to learn the basics, learn the fundamentals of the faith. Get more acquainted with Jesus. Get more acquainted with the people of God. Get more acquainted with your new identity as a child, a new creation in Christ. That's, you know, it's good to be, it's okay to be an infant if you're an infant. It's not okay to be an infant if you've been a, you've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15 years. It's time to grow. So Paul is uh, talking to these Corinthians. He's saying, you should be, you know, I, I, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? So he's saying jealousy and quarreling, those are, those are worldly characteristics. Those aren't characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. A fully developed character filled with the fruit of the Spirit uh, has things like peace, not quarreling has things like love and kindness, not jealousy. So, but, but he's saying, I, I'm looking at, at, the, at the, this community of faith, and there's a lot of jealousy and quarreling. Are you not acting like the mere humans? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, and another I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? Like, that's, that's elementary stuff. You know, when someone finds their, when they're bragging about, you know, who their their pastor is. Well, my pastor is this person. My pastor is this person. I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. Well, I'm Baptist. Well, I'm Methodist. Well, I was raised Church of God. If you're if you're still doing that, you're a baby. You're a baby in Christ. That's infant stuff. 
that stuff that is, uh, doesn't matter, that you're using to divide and to um, strangely use as a point of arrogance is, is worldly. It's, it's immature. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Apollos and Paul are not competitors. They are co-laborers in God's field. Um, Bayside is not in competition with the church down the road. We are co-laborers in this field. And some of you, whatever church you're going to, whether you're in Louisiana or up in Ohio or Virginia, or anywhere in between, Indiana, your church is not in competition with the, uh, the church with the other sign. You're co-laborers. And Paul is here saying it's, to, 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 to see it as a competition is, is immature. It's worldly. Now, there's a lot of competition in the church, man. I mean, I mean I'm not going to pretend that there isn't, but that's worldly. Can we just say that? Can we just call it for what it is? I mean, we can, we can say that it's there, and we can also call it for what it is. It's worldly. There's a lot of sibling rivalry that goes on in the church. I mean, it's, you know, you can, you know, you, it's just, it is what it is. And not all of that's bad. I mean, I think in some ways it inspires us to get better. But we should always cheer when each of, each of us win, right? Um, but that competition, that wanting to be better than, uh, to be known as better than, uh, is worldly. It's worldly because we're co-laborers. Um, God makes things grow, right? Apollos, we all have our role, but it's God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will be each be rewarded according to their own labor. So Apollos has a role. Paul has a role. I'm not going to be reward. I'm not going to be judged for what Apollos does or rewarded for what Apollos does. I'm going to be judged and rewarded according to what I've been called to do. If I'm a waterer, I water. If I'm if I'm a planter, I plant. Here we go. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So Paul is really just trying to see, trying to get the church to come towards unity, right? Stop being in competition with each other. Stop seeing each other as a threat. But come together as, as God's building, as one unit, as one uh, family, co workers, co-laborers in God's service. Verse 10. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. I love it. <laughs> there's no other foundation other than Jesus Christ, man. That's the foundation of the church. If there's a church, if there's a, quote, church out there that is building on a foundation other than Jesus, then it's a, then it's a foundation that is built on sand, and it will crumble. Because Jesus is what? He's the, sure, he's the sure foundation. He's the solid foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. He's what holds the whole thing together. And so 
uh, every church that is built on Jesus Christ, we are one family. We're all part of the same holy temple, uh, building a holy habitation unto the Lord. We're all working together for the same purpose. But churches that are not built on, quote-unquote churches, that are not built on Jesus, well, first of all, they're not really a church. They're a social club. They're a political activist group. Um, uh, you know, they're, you know, whatever. Doesn't, they're not, may not necessarily be truly a, a built on Jesus. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will lose, will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. So if you're trying to build things, things but it's not built the right way, it's going to, it's going to, when, when, um, when the days of testing come, it's going to be proven worthless for what it is. It's going to be proven not to be eternal. It's, it's going to be proven not to be able to withstand. Same with our house. It's just like the wise and foolish builders who build their house on the rock and on the sand, right, that Jesus talked about. The rains come, the floods, the waters rose, but the man who built his house on the rock, it stood. The person who built their house on the sand, it crashed with a great crash. And basically Jesus says, the, the man who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder. <laughs> so with the wise builder, you and I for our lives, hearing the words of Jesus, like what we're doing right now, hearing these words from the Bible and applying them, not only hearing them, but applying them to our lives, changing our lives in a way that are, is consistent, building our lives in a way that is consistent with the blueprint that is God's ways, then when the streams and the floods and the winds come, and they will, when they come, our house, our life will stand. It will be strong because it's built on the rock. Hmm. But we've got to apply, right? We've got to apply the word not, word, not only hear the word. Verse 16, don't you know that yourselves, that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Hmm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, man. That's a good reminder today as we go out, as we, uh, all of our activities, we are God's temple. Now, this, this is both singular and plural. That means you as an individual, me as an individual, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit as a believer. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit as a believer. Uh, that is true, but it also means collectively, like the body of Christ. We, as the body of Christ, collectively, we are a temple to God. And the Holy Spirit dwells within us, dwells in our midst. Jesus said, what, when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That same, same vocabulary, same terminology. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. Ooh, that's strong, man. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. 
And Paul's just raising the ante here about divisiveness. If you're working to divide the church, you're in dangerous territory. If you're working to bring division and disharmony among the body of Christ, God is, I mean, Paul here through his word, Paul here through the word of God is, is, is sending a stark warning, blowing the, you know, the, the horn here, the alarm. Do not be on the side of, that, of destroying God's body, his temple, to bring division. Verse 18, do not, do not, do not deceive yourselves. Uh, do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think that you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. <laughs> See, they, the Corinthians were like, they were, they were an arrogant bunch. They all, you know, in that culture, in that Corinthian culture, was, it was all about, you know, one-upping the other person, having a little bit more knowledge, having a little bit more spiritual gifts having a little bit more insight, having a little more, more wisdom than someone else. And so Paul's like, look, if you consider yourself, don't, don't be deceived. If you think of yourselves as wise by the standards that this culture has created, you need to, you need to choose to become a fool. Because in so doing, you're actually going to become wise unto God. Because what? He goes back to the first chapter, right? The wisdom of this world. God chose the foolish things to confound the wise. He chose the weak things, the despised things, the things that are not. And so if you want to prove to be genuinely wise by God's standards, then you're probably going to have to be a fool in the eyes of the world. Hmm. Because God's wisdom is not consistent. It's not the same as the wisdom of this world. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. There it is. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness, and again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. Stop bragging about Apollos and Paul, and I got this guy, and this is my leader, and no, no, stop. Stop it, Paul says. Just stop it. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future. All are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. Stop striving, because God has given it all to you. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Like, you don't have to strive. You don't have to, like, uh, you know, try to be one up on someone to validate your, your, you know, your existence, to show that you're valuable, that you matter because you're attached to this or you're attached to that or because you got this jersey or that jersey or you wear this hat or that hat or you follow this group or that. Look, stop, stop. Paul says, stop. You, God has already given it all to you. Hmm. Man, that might be a word for you today. You don't have to strive. You don't have to, you know, boast. Christ has given it to you. Christ, everything is yes and amen in Christ for the believer. That's a beautiful thing. All right, you guys. Well, hey, let's pray. Let's pray. Thanks for being on today. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for the promise of your word and the, the declaration that it's all ours as your children. So, God, we put down our boasting. We put down our arrogance. We put down our striving and our one-upsmanship. We put it down. And we choose to be servants today. We choose to be followers of yours. 
We don't find our identity from this person or that person or this group that we're attached to or that group that we're attached to. We just are your children. We're your sons and daughters called out of darkness into your glorious light, and we say thank you. So God, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing, whatever issues, situations that are part of their journey today, this week, I pray that you would give them strength and encouragement, that you would bless them, that you would guide them, let them know of your great love and grace. Help them to be salt and light everywhere they go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for sharing this. I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you for uh, uh, sharing this with others. Uh, thank you for subscribing and leaving comments. If you go to Apple Music, if you listen to it on Apple Music, and I know most of you do. I can see the, the, uh, the analytics, and probably 75% of you listen to this on Apple Music. Hey, go take a minute and go over to Apple Music and leave a comment. Leave a comment for the podcast. And, uh, and a rating, a, a really high rating. <laughs> so thank you guys. I appreciate that. You guys have a great day. Thanks for sharing this on your social media feeds and everywhere else you consume this podcast. Really appreciate that. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time tomorrow with First Corinthians chapter four. Love you guys. I mean it. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.